everyone and welcome to the Product Marketing Live podcast brought to you by Product Marketing Alliance. My name is Emma Bellardi and I'm a content marketer here at PMA. This week's episode is brought to you by Product Marketing Off-Piste, our three-day virtual event celebrating innovative practice within product marketing. December the 8th to the 10th, we're set to be joined by PMMs from renowned companies such as Amazon, Uber Eats, IBM and PayPal as we prepare to bring you over 30 hours of content from 30 plus product marketing visionaries. Head to innovate.productmarketingalliance.com to secure your place and indulge in enthralling insights to end 2020 on a high. And remember, if you're a PMA member, this event is included as part of your subscription. This week, we're joined by Andrea Bailiff-Gush, Senior Product Marketing Manager at Morningstar. Andrea's role involves bringing new products to market, generating demand and driving adoption for Morningstar's data and research solutions. Today, we'll be discussing how to make product your new sales and marketing advantage. Welcome to the show, Andrea. Thanks so much, Emma. Thanks for having me. Um, Could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your role at Morningstar? Sure, I'd be happy to. I've been a marketer my entire career, product marketing for the last 10 years. During my career, I've helped launch product marketing programs at companies of all sizes, from startups to SMBs to most recently enterprise companies. I brought products and services to market in a variety of industries and through a variety of distribution models, both B2B and B2C, to solve a wide range of challenges. Most recently, I am leading product marketing for Morningstar Data and Research, Morningstar's primary IP. Awesome. Um, Can you talk us through determining your product's position in the market and where you personally would start with that? Sure. I think determining a product's position in the market really starts with talking to customers. What I like to do when when I'm starting a go-to-market or repositioning a solution in the market is to conduct several customer interviews. Personally, I just try to talk to a member of Morningstar's target audience once a week, but essentially through interviews or a survey, just asking questions just to assess their general knowledge what their challenges are, what some features are positioning that we're considering for a product, and just to see if there's gaps or if it meets a need. In addition to these customer conversations, I like to listen on sales calls just as a fly in the wall. And what that means is um, during a, maybe a discovery conversation or a weekly touch base that a rep may have with a prospect or a customer success manager may have with a client, I like just to listen in too, so I can understand what their challenges are, how they, the words that they use to describe their problems, and maybe a solution that they may describe if that fits what we're thinking of building and, and launching as well. In addition to these conversations with the target audience, there's so much great research available um, through third-party databases that just give you more information on the market. In addition to that, there's also a lot of great information on competitors. So I think that both of those sources are great to supplement. Going to conferences is also great. So literally walking around an expo room floor and attending sessions and just looking at how other products position their their offering in the market, looking at competitors, seeing how maybe challenges are positioned at sessions is also really good for Intel. And finally, just I think just talking to sales and customer success and having a really strong line of communication is important just to get those insights from the field. So it really is a very kind of well-rounded approach, I think, to determining a product's position in the market. Okay, so going back to launches, um, what should a product marketer consider before anything else when launching a new product? 
I think the first thing that they need to consider are their customers and their challenges. It really goes back to that. If you don't know your customers, what their day-to-day is like at work, how they're measured, what are their jobs that they, that they need to get done, what they care about professionally and personally, then I really think you can't you're not ready to launch a product. You're not ready to have that position in that messaging. And so I think it really comes down to empathy and having that understanding. And I think secondly to that, I think it's just kind of understanding that there's willingness to pay. And what I like to do um, traditionally is conduct another survey or interview. And it's really tied around describing a product and seeing if based on that description, if the member of the target audience really is willing to pay and if there's demand if there's willingness to pay and there's demand, then that can really aid in your pricing strategy. If there's not willingness to pay, but that to, that's there's demand, then that can really aid in your distribution um, strategy. So I think those are that's another really good um, source you can use to determine if you should launch a product and how. Mm-hmm. And what are the biggest lessons you've learned driving product launches? Oh, there are so many (laughs) and every product launch is different. And I think there's always something to take away from it. I think the first is just investing in really strong relationships with product sales and customer success. Mm -hmm. That is your broader, that's your team. And if you don't have that understanding and that trust with those teams, then I think you won't have as, as strong of a product launch. I think it really comes down to having those relationships and that level of trust between those teams. I think also always come up with the launch goal first and then put together the strategy to help you meet that goal. There's been, uh, at least at the very, very early on in my career, putting together product launches that didn't have the goal in mind and just kind of grabbing at tactics and just doing what we think needs to be done. And I think you get away from what are we trying to achieve So I think always creating that goal first and having alignment um, from leadership and then from your other stakeholders on what that goal is, is really important. Also, again, talking to customers, surveying them is really important. I think creativity always wins in a product launch. I think it's creative. um, Obviously thinking about your target audience and having them in mind, but as creative as you can get to break through that noise. I think that always, there's always a benefit to that. And finally, this is probably the biggest thing I've learned in product launches is you can always move the day of the launch back. So if you feel like your, your team and the front line, you know, like the, your sales reps and your customer success teams are not ready to talk about the product, they just don't feel confident, then you can always, always, always move the date of the launch back until they're ready. So what I like to do is conduct a, like a, a readiness survey. So that's simply just sending that survey internally to these teams and just basically asking, do you feel like you're ready to talk about this product, this new product to your book of business, to the clients that you support? And if they say yes, then it is go time. But if they say no, then you can always pull back and you know push the launch back a week or two. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, So our topic today is how to make product your new sales and marketing advantage. Can you walk us through that theory? Sure. So so the whole idea between making a product your new sales and marketing advantage is really building that marketing and sales strategy into the product. So not saying that you wouldn't need marketing and sales support, but the product essentially markets and sells itself. Mm -hmm. So if you produce a product or service which really exceeds your customer's expectations. You've done that upfront research, you've looked at competitors, you've 
you've been talking to your customers to really understand the need and how they would describe this solution, then you can essentially build that sales and marketing advantage into your product while obviously fulfilling their needs and wants. So, and I think also investing in product development is really important. So if you're building something again, that meets the customer demand, it's part of the, those first few stages of the product life cycle, you're making the product really sticky, then it can obviously sell and market itself on its own. And I think finally, just um, thinking about the adoption cycle. So if you think of early adopters, innovators, laggards, obviously as consumers, we adopt products at different points of the cycle. But if you consider the adoption cycle and your strategy, that can also help you build, uh, make product your marketing and sales advantage. Okay. And can we talk a little bit about aligning product marketing and sales? Um, What does that process look like for you? And do you have any best practices or tips that you can share with our listeners? Yes. Yep. I think it comes down to communication and having having those really strong lines of communication. For For a product launch, I think aligning on goals and responsibility is really important. So if a, if you looked at the adoption cycle and you're, your, you build out a strategy and you understand maybe what segment of your target audience you really want to target as part of a product launch, then aligning on that goal and making specific sellers and um, service members under understanding of what their responsibility as part of a product launch is really important. Also giving them a sense of ownership. So including them, members of their team in brainstorming and positioning and the launch goals is really important. And then owning the outcome. So if they've got certain objectives for the product launch, make sure that that's included, that their voice is heard. And then, you know, as a, as a product marketing team, we need to own the outcome. And then, you know, obviously talking to them after the product launch to see if the outcome really met their objectives. So I think giving them a seat at the table essentially is really important. So when we were initially discussing topics, you mentioned this really great idea of making your product your new marketing advantage. Can you talk us through that process, that sort of ideology? Sure, sure. So the goal is to get a product to market itself, essentially. Mm -hmm. So some products market themselves through just luck, right? So for um, unplanned and unintended reasons, a product can become really popular, um, organic growth kicks in, et cetera. These can be trendy products that maybe only fit a need for a, for a short time, but they won't become sticky. Mm-hmm. So we really need to go back to that product adoption cycle. So if you think about those early adopters as first users, um, if we target them, then it will move through the popularity into the last group, the you know the laggards, kind of the, the late adopters finally realize that they're missing out. So if you think of the innovators they're really where we should be targeting. So a new, new product must tap into you know, this innovator audience so that the product's use in the, um, in the public really creates marketing buzz. And I think you can use this for both B2B and B2C. It'll just obviously look much, very different. So then that buzz is it moves sales up the curve towards, you know, um, if you think of a adoption lifecycle being a bell curve, it will really move sales up towards that you know, kind of the, the highest point in the, in the bell curve. So the, um, and the term innovators, I do want to mention usually is associated with tech products. I think it, but I think it could be anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, it's an, um, I think it's important to create cohorts for your audience. And it's an initial cohort you target that will obviously like your product and um, will use it 
provide feedback and spread the word. You know, if it's consumers, they may use specific channels. If it's more um, business professionals, then they're more likely to write a review about the product or provide a testimonial and most importantly, tell their peers in the network. Um, and, and I think identifying and targeting the cohort with um, the strategic intent of turning them into advocates, because that's really what you want to build. It's a, a vital marketing strategy that a lot of businesses just miss out on. So if you don't use the strategy um, in the first place when you're designing the product and you're positioning it, uh, it's really an extra step, but it's really important to do. Um, you want to create a product that this group of innovators will talk about and then plan a see that it's going to grow into big sales and you can just see um, the sales kind of flow through the adoption cycle. Not every, um, I do want to mention, not every product or service will be engineered to be worth talking 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 about but if your product's marketing strategy will benefit from benefit from its own usage um, you can build this marketing and sales strategy really into this into the cycle um, on the you know on a positive note when you when you plant the seed into those innovators a great deal of the marketing and sales will start to happen for you at no cost at all so there's no marketing investment there's no budget and in the best cases this growth is explosive and, and self-sustaining so it's not just why your customers like your product that's important. That's really great feedback. Mm -hmm. But it's the reason they feel, feel really compelled to share their experience with their network that's that's really marketing gold. So if you can get them to not obviously like your product, become sticky part of their day-to-day, -day, but also willing to to share with their peers, then that's that is your marketing and sales advantage. Absolutely. Um, so we usually like to end the show with a few words of wisdom. Could you give our listeners your top three product marketing tips? I'd love to. I'd love to. I think the first one is uh, comes back to understanding customers and having empathy, mm -hmm. taking that willingness to, and that time to understand your customers, what their challenges are, what their day-to-day -day is like, will make you a better marketer. It'll make you a better product marketer. And I think that's the that's probably the most rewarding part of being in product marketing is just understanding customers and having that empathy. I think um, another uh, word, word of wisdom that I've learned in my career is doing that upfront market research, competitive research, persona research. It's, it's funny, product marketing, um, product marketing, there just never seems to be time in a given day to do that, but carving out, even if it's an hour a week where you say, I'm gonna use this time, no questions asked to do research for my own understanding, that is going to move your product marketing forward so much. Yeah. So I think that's another um, word of wisdom. And finally, always iterate. So we may think when we, we invest the time into product positioning, you know, competitive research, persona research, that we've, we've gone through this great effort. We've um, launched this great messaging. It's in use throughout our company, but you always have to iterate. So what I like to do is every year I like to evaluate um, what, what, I, what I know about personas, competitors, and our current product positioning, do some internal surveys, talk to our target audience. And if the needle's moved, if there's been a big shift, then I think it's time to um, go back to the beginning and, and reevaluate um, the status quo. And I think especially this year, if you think about how much um, marketing has changed mm -hmm. and um, 
being, being a business professional has changed and even being a consumer has changed. I think even um, when there's big timely events, that's another reason to kind of go back and, and consider iterating and what you know. But those would be my three biggest tips, my words of wisdom. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us today, Andrea. Thank you so much, Emma. It was a real pleasure talking to you. Same. Great to meet you. For everyone still tuned in, thanks so much for listening. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please help us spread the word to other product marketers. Before we leave you to get on with your day, if you want to get involved, here are a few ways you can. If you're a product marketer and you want to come on the show and speak about your day, a specific topic or your role in general, that's one option. If you want to flex your podcast hosting skills, being a guest host is another. And finally, if you or your company want to sponsor an episode, there's a third. Thanks again and have a great morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are.